You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Break out, Lucille. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Hacking Humans podcast, an occasional series we call Hacking Humans Goes to the Movies. I'm Dave Bittner from the Cyberwire, and joining me is my Hacking Humans co-host, Joe Kerrigan, from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. Hello, Joe. Hi, Dave. On this show, Joe and I look at clips from some of our favorite movies, clips which demonstrate some of the scams and schemes we talk about on Hacking Humans. And joining us once again this week is Rick Howard, the CyberWire's Chief Security Officer and Chief Analyst. Hello, Rick. Hey, guys. Thanks for inviting me back. I really appreciate it. Yeah. we got some fun clips to share this week, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after this message from our show sponsor. All right. We are back, and uh, let's dig right into some of our clips here. Uh, Joe, you are going to start things off for us. Set up your clip for us. So this clip comes from an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, with uh, James Avery and Will Smith, uh, the late James Avery. And it the the setup of the episode is Will Smith has been absolutely s- screwed out of a bunch of money playing pool. And uh, now Uncle Phil is going to take Will down to the pool hall and try to win his money back. Uh, and that's where we come in to this Which scene. is well, always a good plan. Okay, that's a fantastic right. <laughs> plan. <Yeah. laughs> All right, from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Here we go. So there's James Avery. He's holding the cue completely incorrectly. He's got his hand, his right hand or left hand, his palm up. Oops. And he. Well, that, that was just a practice shot. He goes, that was. Looks like it's my turn. And Jeffrey is there as well. The. Keep playing. Phil's still playing with his hand up. <laughs> Phil is still watching the shots. Doing terribly. Doing terribly. Now you owe me $400. The game is up, and the shark is, uh, you owe me. Can you just pay him and let's go? No, no, no. I think I'm getting a lot better, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, much better. Huh. That's not the way I see it. He still stinks. <laughs> I wouldn't talk. Of course, Jeffrey gets his dig in. Jeffrey always has a snide <laughs> comment loaded in the chamber. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, let's play another game. I mean, I, I want another chance. Let's play another game. Uncle Phil! I don't know. You know, my time is very valuable. I couldn't possibly play another game without upping the ante. How much? Let's say a nice round figure like $100 a ball. A hundred dollars a ball? Will Smith is telling him, no, 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 don't do this. Mm. Okay. hundred dollars a ball. (laughs) You got yourself a game. (laughs) Jeffrey? Break out, Lucille. So now now that the bet is made, (laughs) Phil asks his butler for for Lucille, which is what he calls his cue, and Jeffrey pulls a cue out of... His hand now, Phil's hand is on the table, his left hand is on the table appropriately, and he's sinking balls left and right. <laughs> so now the pool shark realizes he's been hustled for $100 a hundred-dollars ball. And it goes on in typical 90s sitcom fashion for 
you know, the next five minutes or so. <laughs> it's I a think, musical montage. Right. So, <laughs> typical of the era. <laughs> And, and the camera cuts are such that you can tell that James Avery is not making the shots, but uh, now here he is oh, eating a did, Danish or something. You didn't have to making, tell me that. I totally <laughs> believe that he was making those shots. Okay. Right. <laughs> so the moral of the story here is it's okay to hustle other people? Is that the, is that the moral? Well, it's okay to hustle hustlers. Ah, I see. <laughs> and here... Phil is collecting the nine hundred dollars. Nine hundred dollars and ten. And that—that's the end of it. All right. I chose this because um, a buddy of mine and I were in college, and uh, we had a uh, a friend over, a young lady who lived in the area, uh, and she said, "What do you guys do around here for fun?" And at college, there's it was, we went in a to school in a fairly rural area. It wasn't a lot to do. Um, we came up with a bunch of different ideas. And then finally somebody said, well, down at the lane center, they have pool tables. And, uh, this young lady said, wow, I've seen that on TV. I think I'd like to try that. Right. Oh, yeah. So we go, <laughs> we go down to the lane center. Right. And she's like, now, how do you play this game? How do you, what do you do? How do you hold this cue? And my, my roommate's like, oh, it's you here. You put one hand down on the table and like, and then you take this and she goes like this, is this how you do this? Right. And about, um, you know, we, we play one, one game of pool and we're about to play the other game of pool. And she goes, this is a fun game. And she looks at me and my, my roommate. And she goes, do you guys play this game for money? <laughs> and I look her dead in the eyes and I go, not with you, I don't. <laughs> and my roommate, my roommate doesn't get it. He goes, oh, we couldn't take your money. I said, oh, go ahead. Take her money. Take her money. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did your roommate go in to to try to play against her? Uh, well, it, she she realized the jig was up. Uh, okay, and then she just cleared the table off. So she was trying to hustle you guys. Oh, she was. Yeah, yeah. she was trying to hustle us. I mean, <laughs> and nothing has changed because she still tries to hustle me all the time. Because <laughs> I married that woman. Oh, <laughs> there, and you there you go. go. There you go. See, I love her so much. <laughs> it all worked out in <laughs> right? the end. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons. It's a so great story. You had her number, but from that point on, she had yeah. your number. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it, it all makes sense why you're on the Hacking Humans podcast, Joe. Right? That's so right. It just totally That's makes right. sense. <laughs> That's right. No, I I like this clip. You know, because it point it sort of uh, it it uh, it hustles the hustler, right? right? So you you have the person who you think is the the innocent person getting scammed, but no, they turn the tables and they're able to win the money back in the end. So always. Well, this fun. is a. This is a TV plot point that's been on so many different shows that anytime someone professes to don't know what they're doing, I'm, you know, my radar goes up. My spidey sense goes <laughs> right. way up, right? So, <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's a great point. It's yeah. like when somebody says I'm a terrible poker player. You yeah, go, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right. I think I've even seen a show where somebody says I'm a terrible poker player and the other person goes, me too, with a big smile on their face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I think uh, I have friends who uh, have security clearances, which is pretty common around here. And yep. so mm-hmm. part of having a security clearance is you have to go in sometimes and get a polygraph done, you know. And uh, and, I, and I've never had it done, but I always thought, I've heard that one of the things they say to you after they get hooked up and they ask you a bunch of test questions, you know, like they'll say to you, well, the good news is you're a terrible liar. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and my response would be right back at you. Right. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> but that'll never what? come because no one's ever going to trust me with any secrets. Right. Rightfully so. Yeah. All right. Well, good clip. Well, let's move on to our second one of the show. And uh, Rick, that is uh, your clip this week. What do you have for us? Yeah, my clip this week is from the 1998 movie Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. We were talking. You guys I have seen this, this before, movie. Right? Yeah. Mm. Yes. I, I'm not familiar with it, so so set it up for us. So it's written and directed by Guy Ritchie, probably most famous for the Sherlock Holmes franchise, uh, the movie with Robert Downey Jr. playing Sherlock Holmes and not the Benedict Cumberbatch TV show. Uh, mm. He also directed a show that nobody liked that I loved called The Man from Uncle. I, you should absolutely check that out. I love that one. But hmm. this story revolves around four longtime friends, and, a, and they're all small-time criminals in London, or as the British like to call them, Jack the Lads. I just found that out this morning. I wish you guys would call me that, you know, going forward. <laughs> <laughs> kind of has a different meaning here in America. <laughs> yeah, I think it does, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they get caught up in a rigged car game and end up owing 500,000 pounds to an organized crime boss named Harry. You know, and hilarity ensues. But, right. it, it, yeah, you know, because that's a fun time story. Uh, yeah, right. In, in this clip, we're seeing uh, the first scenes in the movie as the opening credits roll. We have one of the four guys, Bacon, played by Jason Statham, and he's probably most famous for the Fast and the Furious film franchise. And he's running the scam in a London back alley where he's trying to sell stolen merchandise to a group of passerbys who have just stopped to look at his table. And about halfway through this clip, one of his pals, Eddie, he comes up to help the scam. So see if you guys can pick that out when it happens. Uh, Nick Moran is Eddie, probably most famous here in America for playing one of Voldemort's henchmen in the Harry Potter series. So uh, hmm. let's let's run the clip. All right. The buyers from the spires, the needy from the greedy, and those who trust me from the That's ones Jason who Statham. Because if you can't see value here today, you're not up here shopping, you're up here shoplifting. <laughs> you see these goods, never seen daylight, moonlight, Israelite, fanny by the gaslight. Take a bag, come on, take a bag. I took a bag home last night, cost me a lot more than £10, I can tell you. Anyone like jewellery? Look at that one there. Handmade in Italy, hand stolen in Stepney. It's as long as my arm, I wish it was as long as something else. Don't think because these boxes are sealed up, they're empty. The only man who sells empty boxes is the undertaker. And by the look of some of you lot here today, I'd make more money with me measuring tape. Here, one price, £10. Did you say £10? Are you deaf? That's a bargain. I'll take one. Squeeze in if you can. Left leg, right leg. Your body will follow. They call it walking. You want one as well, darling? You do. That's it. They're waking up. Treat the wife. Treat somebody else's wife. It's a lot more fun if you don't get caught. Hold on. You want one as well? Okay, darling. Show me a bit of life then. It's no good standing out there like one o'clock half struck. Buy them. You better buy them. These are not stolen. They just haven't been paid for. And we can't get them again. They've changed the bloody locks here. What for you? No good we can cut it off there. Yeah, that's the good, that's the good part. All right. So... What'd you think? Uh, not necessarily a con, because uh, he's clearly obviously selling uh, stolen merchandise, but uh, what'd right, you think? Right, and being open about it. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> interesting. He starts off with the patter. He's got, he's got the whole thing to get people interested and get, yeah. them, get them looking at it. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that we, we've talked about, actually, I think about our interview, or your interview, Dave, with Penn Jillette, where he's talking about the three-card Monty guys, mm -hmm. uh, and it looks like there's just one guy there. And there's not just one guy there. There's multiple guys there. And in this case, uh, when Jason Statham is, uh, is, is trying to sell, the first guy to buy from him yeah. is 
one of his buddies. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'll take one. And that gets the ball rolling. Yeah, that yeah, opens the floodgates, right? Right. Yeah, that's the Nobody Voldemort wants to be guy. the first. Yeah. yeah, nobody wants to be the first guy, right? Right. Yeah, it's interesting. You yeah, know, and- I, I noticed the same thing. It was that, 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 um, that well-rehearsed patter that this guy <laughs> has the gift of the gab, and that's what draws people in. And by charming them, he lowers their defenses, I think. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy, and he's funny, right? And he's making uh, semi-ribald jokes a little bit, so that brings people mm-hmm. in, you know? So it gets people interested. But still, like you said, Joe, nobody's buying until his buddy moves forward and says, hey, give me that. That sounds like a good deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Did you notice that, you know, uh, the way Statham primes the pump again, a little nudge, was he hands out little plastic bags. It probably wasn't clear from the, the audio clip. But he's handing little plastic bags, so you you know the takeaway bag from like a grocery right. store, and oh. he gives them to everybody just to kind of nudge them and say, "You guys should be buying stuff from us." Right, right. right. Listen, I've given you something for free already. Yeah. This bag, you accepted <laughs> this bag from me, so you're obligated to right. to follow through, and it's only ten pounds. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's very clever. Clearly, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm curious, have, have either of you ever uh, come across one of these, uh, you know, hey, I got a couple of things in the trunk of my car. Would you Are you interested in one kind of scam? I at, When I was young in New York City, the, these guys were just about everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to New York City a couple times in my youth. Uh, and, you know, they just had essentially stolen goods out on a blanket. And so they could... If anybody came by, they could quickly grab the blanket and go. And they were just selling it dirt cheap. Yeah. How about you, Rick? I had an experience in my younger, naive days. I was on a bike trail just riding, and and there was a car parked right next to the bike trail. And the trunk was open, and it had, I don't know, five or six bikes in it. And the guy was trying to sell the bikes. And I'm looking at him and go, hey, I could, you know, that's a nice bike. It wasn't until much later that I realized they were all stolen. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're lucky you got to ride away on your bike. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) You're looking at his bikes or somebody behind you stealing yours. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) And now you need to buy a bike because how else are you going to get home? (laughs) Yeah, how much were those bikes? (laughs) Yeah, I've never fallen for this, but my my oldest son has. And... uh, Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, That's he a has, lesson uh, learned. That's a life lesson, okay? That's a right. life lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I was just, I mean, I've had people approach me on the street with this sort of thing, but I guess I'm too, I was always too scared that I was going to be led down some dark alley right. and have somebody knock me over the head and take all my stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I never <laughs> followed through with it, but uh, so, I don't know. Are you going to tell what happened to your son? Uh, well, my son got approached by someone to buy a projector, um, you know, like a home theater projector, mm-hmm. and my son, <laughs> my son bought it, <laughs> and to this day he's using that projector. So okay. <laughs> I think it's a piece of crap, probably. But so, uh, so here's my question: Was he in the market for a projector, and then that 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 opportunity just presented itself, or it was just oh, this is too much of a good deal to pass? I up? don't, I don't know, Rick. And you know how it is with kids. You're like, you know, oh, uh, where have I failed as a parent? That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly. Son, yeah, a, because he just thinks he got problem. a great deal. Uh, you know, he, I think he was able to um, conveniently deceive himself that, uh, you know, that. <laughs> 
these, this wasn't stolen merchandise, right? Right. You know, because it was yeah. in his best interest to do it, so. There it was, might uh, not have been stolen. It might not yeah. have been oh, stolen. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I've, nah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of another scam like this where, where they convince you that it is stolen merchandise, and that's why they're selling it for so cheap. Mm-hmm. But it's actually just garbage. Yeah. Right? Uh, where they, they pull up in a in a parking lot and they've got like speakers. Yeah, speakers is a common one. And they yep. say, you know, we we were gonna deliver these speakers to uh to a customer. We delivered and installed them, but the 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 guy sent us twice as many. Uh right. you know, these are six hundred dollar speakers and you can see them that and you can look them up online and they look like six hundred dollar speakers. Uh and I'm gonna sell them to you for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, and they're really twenty five dollar speakers. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I think that's the scam in the movie clip too. Uh, he implies that it's all stolen merchandise, but uh, right, you know, exactly. There's no but proof it's all there. Probably just garbage. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just garbage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar bin costume jewelry, but he right, he, he right. makes it sound and and he also in the clip he's he makes the point that the boxes are sealed. Right. Yeah. And those people aren't checking to open no. the boxes to see. They're just <laughs> rolling the dice. Ten pounds. Okay. Ten pounds. Not that big a loss. But if he gets, you know, what, 20 people to buy these things, you know, it's right. beer money. not a bad— Beer yeah, money for the night. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, good clips all around, and uh, thank you, gents, for bringing those to us. Of course, we would always love to hear from you. If there is a clip from film or cinema or TV that you would like us to review, you can send it to us at hackinghumans at thecyberwire.com. That is our show. We want to thank the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute for their participation. You can learn more at isi.jhu.edu. The Hacking Humans podcast is proudly produced in Maryland at the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our senior producer is Jennifer Iben. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie. I'm Dave Bittner. I'm Joe Kerrigan. And I'm Rick Howard. Thanks for listening. 